0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I think we're kind of stuck on the front porch podcast. Yeah, except, we're, except we're not we on haven't the, really took too much more thought into that.
1: We're not on the front porch today. We're inside because <laughs> yeah, it's 10 outside.
0: Uh, we're all four days out from going out west. Me and Ryder are headed out to Colorado to chase elk. I have the tag, and Chance is headed out solo to Arizona. Um, he'll be there <clears> for how many days? Ten. Ten yeah. and we have fifteen days for 15 me and Ryder. Fifteen long if we need days. It. Hopefully it won't take that long, but if it does, it does.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it don't take me ten.
0: <clears throat> so this one's about gear. Uh, we have we had one question come in that wasn't specifically on gear, but it kind of is because it's more about like mapping tools and what you use to. I don't know where you would start to go out with. So go ahead with that question right This
2: on. question is by Dustin Savinsky. Uh thanks for your thanks for your uh support and sending a question in. It's how do y'all prepare for an out of state hunt? How do y'all find out if you're in a draw state or over the counter? And what what's the process of y'all choosing the location of where y'all are gonna hunt?
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So uh <clears throat> lots of time on Google, first off, just figuring out the units where there's draw over the counter and our options basically on that and then uh basically from there we hop on Onyx shout out Onyx best uh best app there is for
0: I don't know base maps give them a run for the money yeah I was about to say you found another one
1: yeah yeah, yeah I ain't got into that yet but from there we <laughs> basically hop on Onyx or whatever we got and uh just do some e-scouting you know trying to figure out the lay of the land your elevations and uh Go from there, just basically <clears> trying <throat> to find the best spots that we think, just from being in the areas before
2: and knowing what to look for, I think. And I think if you really haven't been, like, say, like, going into Arizona, uh, we had never even been to Arizona, never been in the unit, never been anything, and we got most of our information off old bowhunter forums. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of forums on Google, on wherever that people post questions and people <clears throat> reply to and you can read those and get a ton of information taking it with a grain of salt, obviously, because if there's a badass unit, somebody's not gonna be like, hey, go go here, but there's a lot of information on forums and
0: stuff. I did like- on our Arizona trip I did a lot of research on go hunt. So I've been messing around with go hunt and hunting for a lot and I would say if you're the person that wants to do it yourself on like over-the-counter stuff, definitely go with Go Hunt. Now, if you're like a trophy hunter, want to do a lot of draw units, Hunt uh, Huntfuls your answer there. Uh, but I have I'm on Huntful this year. I had Go Hunt last year, and I'll definitely be going back to Go Hunt. Uh, they have this big filtering system, so you can literally just choose a state, choose your species of animal you want to shoot. Uh, over the counter. Like there's all just little gadgets you'll pick on. So you'll pick over the counter. Um, and you get all kind of like success rates, trophy, like the harvest rate. Harvest rate. All all that good stuff is in there. And
2: it eliminates say if you want to hunt over the counter, it'll eliminate every draw unit. You can put in dates that you're going, what units are open in that time. And then you can
0: map that all actually Go Hunt just came out with their new mapping. Deal now, so you honestly don't need Onyx or Base Map anymore if you go that route. But you could overlay that to Onyx. Uh, do a lot of research on Onyx, Google Earth, um, like Ryder said, your little bow hunting forums, and because we did get a lot of of our information off bow hunt forums, you know, yeah. and also go to like the state's actual like uh, web page. Like we have Texas Park and Wildlife. There's <coughs> yeah. Arizona fishing Arizona Fishing Game, game like. They have, you can look up uh, Different units a unit and, and they'll species. give you a rundown for each species, where is a good area to hunt, and you can go off that compared to your topo maps. And honestly, what I like to look for is zoom out and I find shadows of steep, rugged terrain and that's where I'm headed because uh, a lot of people aren't headed there. Just and another because. thing
2: is, get on YouTube, get on Instagram, get on Facebook. If you see somebody that's, that's hunted the area or hunted in the state, you're hunting... Shoot them a DM, shoot them a direct message. All they can tell you is no. Yeah. Like, that's it. Most of the time, some they're pretty respectful. I got a, one of the tips I got in in Arizona where I'm headed in December is from a guy I found off YouTube and then found his Instagram and he just <clears throat> literally dropped me on X pin. Like, there's people out there that are decent people and yeah. like to help people out. Willing to help. A lot of a lot of those people out west are super nice about
1: that, especially, but. In the hunting community, a lot of people are—they're going to be respectful and at least give you what you want to hear on the unit. They're, yeah. they're going to be honest, with you. they're not going to tell you to spot most of the time. Hunter, I mean, Ryder got kind of lucky on that. Yeah. But, uh, they'll at least give you the rundown on the unit whether it's got a good population of deer, elk in it, whatever you want to hear. But, uh, <clears throat> Hunter, what was that magazine you got? Was it from Go Hunt or Huntful? Uh,
0: Huntful. Huntful
1: actually sent a magazine. Yeah, they sent a
0: magazine of all that stuff. But, I mean, Go Hunt has so much more like it's I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to do everything from the palm of my hand which is my cell phone I don't like hunting fool where you have to call them and figure out information on all this stuff their website's not their website doesn't have anything for over the counter so you can't just look up the species and look up what units are over the counter that's what I really like about Go Hunt is like man I'm gonna go ahead and give this one up but New Mexico has um, over the counter barbie sheep and i've done a lot of research on there because we're planning that trip soon um i might try squeezing this year but you just click on the state click on the animal and it gives you all the counter units and you just go off that uh with with all that being said you can do as
2: much e-scouting and looking at everything we've talked about for hours on end but to really know what's there you just got to go put boots on the ground and put in the time in that unit or wherever you're going and always have a plan a b c i mean have many different options so if your first plan doesn't work out you're not panicked and can always bounce back on something else yeah
1: say like arizona i've got one main spot that i want to go to i've got the backup spot that we went last year and then i've got two or three other pins that i've never even been to just e scouting. and i dropped them on it and uh if I if I don't find deer, I'm just going to bounce around to those just different spots off of what I've found on Onyx or Google Maps, just looking at the lay of the land. There was, a, there was a pretty big burn there this year, probably 10 miles north of where I'm going to be hunting, so might bounce up to that burn area and just kind of do some stuff around that burn area. I don't know. We'll have to see. I think we'll
0: all have a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, also what we're doing is we're going to keep y'all updated while we're on the mountain. So, every two days, we're going to do a podcast recap. Um, Chance might not be able to post his or send it to us because he doesn't have Very as, good as good service as Ryder and I will have. But every two days, we're going to record how those two days went and try to post them if we can. If not, we're going to we'll come down and post them in intervals uh, for y'all to catch up on. So, we're stoked to get out of here and go. Yeah, I'm ready to freaking... It's going to be cooler weather. Rickman Ryder's second out of state backcountry hunt. So, yeah, that's. Uh, he's in for a good one on this one. Yeah, he's, he's in for a good <laughs> one on those Colorado mountains. <laughs> Arizona shocked him. I think Colorado's going to make his eyes even bigger. Yeah,
2: and the good thing about Colorado is uh, we'll be hiking up in the dark. So, the first time I really get a good look at the country and actually how big it is will be first yeah. sunrise. Yep, on top. Hopefully, some bulls screaming.
1: Oh, man. I hope they're
0: screaming this year. All right, let's get started with some questions.
1: All right, let's hop into these questions. Uh, First one we got is from Preston Anderson. He says Besides Sitka, would you go with QU or
2: First Light? Who
0: wants to go there?
2: I'll start it off. Honestly, man, gosh, I just I don't like. Fuck, where am I? me get it out. Real yeah. I'm budget minded. Like even buying Sitka like hurts my pocket. And honestly, I bought Sitka and I will have that till it falls apart. So Okay,
0: but let's not worry about budget right now. No yeah. worry about no, budget. No no budget. No if budget. I
2: had the option, I would definitely branch out to some some of their products. I don't know I'm like off you know off the top of my head, but I would definitely like to try, you know, a few things from QU, I think QU has a sleeping bag, if I'm not mistaken. pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty they've sure. Got, right? They've got a lot of stuff. They've got I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, I would, I'm not very familiar with First Light at all. I've never even looked at their stuff. I've seen different people wearing it, but... Yeah. I would definitely like to branch out and maybe get a sleeping bag or something like that, but honestly, I don't really have a lot of, like, interaction with those products, so I couldn't really... Yeah, same here. Pretty much. Go ahead, Chance. All
1: right, so hunter probably gonna agree with me here we're both gear freaks and we kind of want the best that we can get for our buck. and uh i would probably if do the same thing that i did with sika and just buy a piece and test it out and see like how it's designed but do a lot of research on all of our gear and uh we're just not gonna buy the first thing or the cheapest thing uh so i'd probably buy like a piece of each and test it out and see how See the warmth and the durability of everything? I
2: don't know, I would probably All three are top yeah. of the line. Top of the line. They're all gonna perform under that's pretty much your top three companies yeah. out there. You can't really go wrong with either oh. one. Everybody has their preference and everybody wears, you know, Sitka or whatever, but I'm sure all of it is, is top notch and and has a <clears throat> has a place for everybody. Yeah. So what I mean, which one would you go with? Could you first like uh Q just cuz i like the pattern yeah i like the pattern yeah too. yeah, but it's, yeah. It's not the verde the uh
0: yes yeah, the verde the new one no, and their old one i yeah,
2: mean they're... i like the one with the uh high elevation like uh the green the more green no not the more green The, the more brown one. That's the new one not they the just... more brown it's like a grayish color. blue
0: oh i know what you're talking that about one's yeah, one. that one's yeah, badass that is badass so that's the first one i think what yeah. i would say uh number 1 yeah I would probably go with Kuyu just because I like their pattern better than First Light. But I've heard really, really good things about First Light. I mean, they're all technical clothing systems, so as long but, as you lay it right, they're going to go But uh,
2: I do like First light solid options. They have a ton of solid options. Yeah. Those solid options
0: are, Which Kuyu might, nice. too. I'm, I'm not too yeah. familiar on Kuyu. But what I do like about Kuyu, too, is I really like what they do for sheep conservation. I mean, they're... They're always doing something with sheep, and I think that's pretty badass. And that was
1: that was the owner's yeah. big deal. His, his deal was sheep. Yeah, I
0: mean, they're, I mean what was his name? They're, their whole company pretty much mostly sheep. I mean, it's the freaking decals of ram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I could use used the answer. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say something about Sitka, but it's not about Sitka. Yeah. could used yeah. the answer.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go with Q. So. Yeah. So, next question we got is from uh, Hunter's sister, Nicole. We've got, what's your go-to piece of Sika of gear that you wear? Hunter. Uh,
0: you got more gear than any of us? <laughs> I should have thought about this one.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, you got a piece man, of am I'm, I'm really probably going to say the lightweight hoodie.
1: <laughs>
0: Mostly because... Okay, I, say I got, you say you got to pick one, but it's going to be my base layer. Yeah. Whether that's a lightweight hoodie or the lightweight bottoms, because that's honestly the most important piece to your layering system. That's what's and I'm going to say the lightweight hoodie, just because that's on top, it's got a built-in face mask, a hood on it. And it's literally like wearing a freaking shirt. Like you can wear that thing in the middle of summer.
1: Like the thinnest shirt. And it's also
0: really good layering for whenever you're hiking up the mountain with a jacket on and you're sweating that thin layer just moves that moisture away from your skin and pushes it through your whole system. <clears throat> so a lightweight hoodie for me.
1: Yeah.
0: For
2: me, I didn't really buy a lot of sick until last year before we headed into Arizona. So I don't really have a lot of like time on the equipment. I just made a big, big Sitka haul, so going into Colorado will be the first time actually wearing a, a ton of Sika gear, but for me on that hunt, it was the uh, the Kelvin down heavyweight windstopper. Mm-hmm. It's like a big insulated puffy jacket. That thing, I couldn't take it off. He never took it off. No.
0: He <laughs> we went into town no, to No, like it was seven degrees in this restaurant, and he had this
2: jacket on. If you could think... He could tell it was his first
0: piece of Sitka. I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bye, Even though it's one of their most expensive pieces, man, it's like wearing a big sleeping bag. Like, that thing, it's got a hood on it, and on the hood it's got a hard brim, like, cap. That And I didn't think that was going to come in handy, but we got some really heavy winds and snow when we were on, on top of one of the peaks. And that thing kept snow, rain, wind. I mean, yeah, that was... It was a game changer for sure. Chance? So,
1: uh, I'm going to kind of go back to your layering system. So, Sika's everything is designed for our layering system. You got a lot of people yeah, that you just go out. Yeah, and, a lot of
0: people just buy one jacket and it doesn't keep them warm. And they're like, oh, Sika fucking sucks. Yeah, and they're like, like, this sucks. This is but so cold what did you have on anything? under it? Yeah. What's I mean, how cold was it? Yeah, so, so
1: Sika, they do a lot of, of testing and a lot of... uh
0: Thinking, <laughs> There's a lot that goes into a sicko. And you can so. go listen to podcasts. Just look up John Barklow, and that's your man to listen to right there. Yeah, so so the <laughs> the, the
1: bottom layer is your most important piece. So that, that kind of tests on me, too, is just whether it's cold or whether it's hot, you got to have a, a bottom layer on to, to wick moisture. Whether you're sweating, that bottom layer is going to push the moisture outside of your body and everything like that. So that's probably going to be one of my most important pieces, too. But I will say... My favorite piece that I own is going to be the duck hunting gear, and that's the duck oven. Oh. That yeah. thing is so warm. It can mm-hmm. be 30 degrees outside, and I am shedding that thing fast. So, yeah. that's that's probably my favorite. It's so <clears> comfy, warm, durable. Not bulky. Not bulky. Nah, it's slim too fit bulky. to you. Can
0: shoot, you can shoulder a shotgun with it. Yeah,
2: easily. That's That's going to be my favorite piece, but... And with Sika, their customer service is top notch. Like, yeah. if you don't like a product or you're having problems with the product, just give them a call. They'll answer any questions you have. If you want to return it, it's instant money back. Like, they're I want to I want to talk one more thing just because Co- I feel like Cabilla's, it needs to be covered, Cabilla's man,
1: over here. Um, yeah, Cabelas,
0: man. So if y'all don't see a
1: chain, a lot of our questions are Sika related.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to cover one thing just because I feel like it's really important, and I'm a gear freak. So another thing to the favorite is a pair of pants with knee pads. Yes. You don't realize how important it is until you use them, and then don't use them. Yeah, when you... When you yeah, I it, try... I, I've used it. them for the past two or three years, and then all my pants were dirty hunting in Del Rio one day, and I threw on a pair of old old Sitka before they ever had knee pads, and I was miserable that day. So, I mean, a, a pair of... Pants with knee pads is definitely a go-to. Yeah,
1: yeah. that in that time we found them pigs out in the middle of the pasture, and you decided yes. to leave your knee pads out. That yeah, morning. that
0: one was bad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll never not have knee pads <laughs> in unless it's, it's I don't, tree stand hunting. Yeah, I'll have them yeah. in a the tree stand. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out in
2: Arizona. Really? You need knee pads. All right, mm-hmm. so
1: we're gonna we've got three more questions about Sika, but we're gonna bounce off that real fast and go to uh. Carson Hunter? Is that Hunter Carson? You know him? Carson yeah. underscore Hunter yeah. K? Said, what pack do
0: you use? Me and Chance run the same pack. Yeah. It's a Sitka BB30. It's actually an older pack that's discontinued now. So, if you want Sitka, which I think all they have now is the Mountain Hauler series, which yeah. is definitely a good series because Ryder's brother, Hunter, just got one in. Yeah, I normally... I think it's nice. I normally run the,
2: uh, the Sitka Flash 20. Yeah and it's a perfect like two two and a half you can squeeze three days you can squeeze three days in on the uh in on that pack but it gets a little tight and definitely trying to pack an animal out it's yeah. you can't haul much with it but my brother just got just bought a sick Mountain Hauler four thousand and he's letting me borrow it and take it to colorado and that the way just the design on it and how how much a difference is from their older packs to their newer packs.
0: Yeah. It's just. Barclay did a good job designing those. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm also running a Bane on top of my. It's a Kefariu Bane, which I'll end up eventually switching totally over to Kefariu Packs. I was going to say something. In the you future. Um, but I'm running that Bane on top of my pack. So that's really giving me like an extra couple days worth.
2: If you have the money, and I mean if you got the money, because the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're not yeah. cheap by any means. Kafaro is the way to go. Yeah, Kefaru is the top of the line backpack out. On and that bane, it know. detaches off my pack, and I can use it as a day pack. So it's like a a little backpack on top of my multi day pack. If that makes any sense. Was it like
1: a fifteen hundred?
0: Yes, so like seventeen maybe $1,700? Seventeen hundred. somewhere each. in there. Yeah, but it's just got little thin spaghetti shoulder straps. Uh, it's got a little belt pouch on there. It's, I mean, it's freaking nice. You don't want to put a crap ton of weight in there, because those little thin straps will start a, hurting, but I mean... no frame either. It's no, just, no frame. I mean, 15 pounds, you know, throw your day's worth of food, uh, rain jacket, puffy jacket in there, some game bags, your kill kit, and you're good to go for the day. I mean, you kill a bull, like what we're hoping to do, um, I'll just throw a quarter over my shoulder and pack it back to camp, and then get my big pack, and we'll go from there. <laughs> Do so. yeah. you have any other questions? I got two more. No,
2: that that was the only one I had. Okay, okay,
1: I've got two more. They're both Sika and they're both from uh, man Hunter Bush. Uh, the first one is um, what do you say? I, I have it in here. Oh, I wear Sika like y'all, but why Sika? Why
2: Sika? <laughs> y'all answer. I don't. <laughs> I mean, this is my first a rabbit hole in this a rabbit a, hole right here. This is
0: all rambles. Um, uh, honestly, I feel like Sitka takes the most pride in their stuff. Um, just from the research and thousands but, of hours of podcasts I've listened to—maybe not thousands, but a lot of hours of podcasts and gear, gear, gear-related um, forms I've read. I guess. Um, I, I mean, think. I think a a thing a lot of companies skimp out on, uh, like Kuyu, um, is sacrificing weight for what it could be. So I mean, Sitka has like each specific piece is for something, and it's designed for designed for a reason. Like they don't. With Sitka,
2: it's every company, like every high-end company, all of them are going to do around the same things, but when you start getting into the pieces of Sitka, everything on that piece is designed for a specific purpose, and it's in the small, small, minor details Yeah. when you, when you actually get in the field mm-hmm. and start wearing stuff that you realize, damn, that actually makes a big difference. Yeah. Like but- where the knee pads are located. When you, when you stand up with the knee pads on, say, my sick of Timberlines, they sit below your knee. You're
0: like, oh, well, that's not in a good that's spot. That's not
2: in a good spot. But when you kneel, they ride up to where they sit perfect on your knee. Where yeah. if they were to sit on your knee when you're standing up, they would be on your thigh when, you,
0: mm-hmm. when you're actually kneeling. It's the little things like that that make the and biggest difference. And another piece that really, like, really, like, blew my mind was um, a whitetail piece. It's the... Fanatic, it? fanatic hoodie. Fanatic jacket. Or fanatic jacket. So, you look at it and you've got this... What's that, what's that kind of fleece called? Berber? Berber? Barber? Somewhere Berber, there? Berber. Berber fleece? And it's got Berber fleece and it's got silk in some spots. You're like, well, why is it mitch- missing a patch of fleece? And you go to draw back a bow and you realize, like, okay, I'm right-handed. Well, in the crease of my right elbow, where um, it's going to be bent that fleece is gone, so it's more compact there. Or where my string is going to be traveling on my left forearm, that fleece is gone. So it's just little things like that they take into consideration for every piece, whether it's big game, whitetail, waterfowl. And they made that thing soundproof. Yeah, it's I quiet. mean. They do so much testing.
1: So, and... I'm going to jump into it, and I'm going to say Sika, just because of the product testing that they go through. Yeah. Like, and everything was- is tested to the max. If you watch videos on Sitka's product testing they have a room that they have specially designed they can make this room rain 10 inches in 30 minutes and mm-hmm. free drop lower. down to negative 50 100 mile per hour winds yep. and they actually put real humans inside of this room to test this gear out yep. and they come out of there and they talk about
2: well we could improvise and do this to it and we could do that to it and all that and, and they spend years and years yeah. and years on one single piece to get it to where it's the most the best they can be. Yeah. Yeah, and also, that, that man, uh, John Barclow,
1: is a yeah, smart man. Yeah, he's been man.
0: doing really good. I wouldn't say sick has been the best as long as they've been in business, because they haven't. That's why they have discontinued stuff. But uh, I would say over the past three, four years, they've been doing some big, big things. And next year is going to be freaking unreal. Yeah. I mean, this man
1: will send <clears throat> send somebody out to a different country... To, uh, to find a piece of fabric. To to find a different breed of sheep for, for this one piece of fabric. And if he doesn't like it, to go.
0: he'll go find another one. Yeah.
1: So, uh, and we're going to talk about him
0: here in just a second with this next question that I got. Yeah. Is but, uh, But I'm going to go ahead and, it just kind of relates to your next question, but why Sitka? they patterns. That's, that's, yeah. That's probably number two. So, I focus on what the gear does for me and then I'll focus on the pattern and Sitka has the best patterns out there yeah. for everything. And that—that that is uh,
1: basically the next question it's by Hunter Bush again it is what is the most versatile Sika pattern in y'all's opinion? Subalpine. 100%. Yeah 100% Sub-Alpine. 100% subalpine. You can Perfect. go from hunting in the woods of Texas to straight out west in the mountains and it blends in. What's
0: crazy great. about that subalpine is like you can look at it Like in a room or something or you can look at it on different um, I guess layers of the land and different colors pop out each time you look at it for different scenarios. Based on the background. Yeah, based on the background it's put up against like different colors will pop out or more colors will pop out more. So if you're in some like dark timber like that stuff has some bright yellow and it's pretty bright if you're just looking at it. But if you put it in some dark timber, those colors really shade over and that black just pops out and it it's freaking out. And how they actually come across that subalpine, uh, I was listening to a podcast with Marco in it, um, they had several attempts of it and he just wasn't happy with how it turned out. And finally, they went up there to take pictures of it and the camera would not actually focus on the pattern and... They just kept focused on the other things. And so they kind of knew they were on something there. So they had to actually have a man like stand in front, focus on him. And then he had to jump out of the frame and then they would take a picture.
1: Yeah. So they took all these patterns or basically different colors, I guess. And would stand out there and take a picture and Barclay would be like, ah, you know, I don't like it. It doesn't blend as well. And then finally they they kind of stuck to this one that, that Hunter was talking about. They just basically couldn't even focus the camera on it. It was blending so well. So
2: Personally, I don't... Like, if you were to put all the patterns of Sika together, my favorite is going to be open country. But if you're talking about blends in the best, like
0: everywhere, definitely subalpine. That open country blends in pretty good. It's pretty versatile, too. Another piece that's pretty versatile is the waterfowl timber. Yes. I mean, honestly, (laughs) that's probably number two. I mean, you can deer hunt with it early season, late season. Waterfowl hunt with it. Um, you could take it out to Colorado and hunt in the dark timber and stuff like that. I mean a dark color is always gonna be good. So so back
1: to that, uh the Barclow deal. is a big game product manager or Yeah. Yeah, product manager. So uh <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh they will not classify the subalpine as a whitetail pattern just or because turkey. or turkey just because they haven't tested it. Yeah. For that. So you've got the EV2 as basically the designated whitetail pattern because they have tested it for whitetail. The only thing that they have tested subalpine for is big game hunting. Your mountain hunting. But that's not to say that it doesn't blend in freaking amazing down here in Texas. Go get the tree in the springtime and see if that doesn't blend in. So you want me to ask that question that Jake asked? For Ryder? Yeah you can go what ahead. What a question is it? So <laughs> he told me a question wouldn't tell me what it was. So mine and Ryder's cousin uh Jake's apartment asked a question. Go ahead <laughs> to kinda rag on Ryder. Oh, here. I think oh hold on hold on. I think I've seen it. Is it why am I such a bitch? No. It says what what one piece of equipment do y'all carry in y'all's backpack to to put up with Ryder's bitching? Oh gosh.
2: <laughs> go ahead, oh, chance. Whiskey. Whiskey? <laughs> uh, I don't fucking bitch that much. <laughs> nah, he doesn't. Nah, he
0: doesn't. He's bitch do that much. Pretty hardcore dude. I, heard, I think. I think Jake was just kind of yeah. kind of ragging on him. Uh-oh. We loved to rag what on him. What was that? We're... Chance, man, you were talking about something. <sighs> What's one piece in your backpack that you could skimp out on, but you don't want to? That you could definitely like. You do not need it at all, but you you, you want... would never skimp out on this one piece. And I'm gonna have to think about this because I hadn't uh, thought about it. It's uh, hard. We were yeah, talking that's about it really earlier. hard. I mean you gotta think you work. got coffee in there, you don't need what you want. Yeah. I got some bone broth that's next to none. I don't need but I definitely want.
2: Yeah.
0: <sighs> I gotta have water, gotta have food. Honestly,
2: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say coffee but p- past the past the caffeine and the in like getting you going, like we always uh have coffee in the mornings and then right before right before uh we crawl in the tent and get some rest. We always have a cup of coffee. But what comes with that cup of coffee is chilling out, yeah. the camaraderie, yeah. the talking about how the, how the day was, just like that nice just, to have something warm to sip yeah, on. Yeah. That just comfort and just chilling with your, your best gonna, friends. That's, that's what I was gonna say. That's, that 5 minutes of just chill. Just, just chill, chill. like that's that's something I don't think I could... You could, you
0: could but you don't. You could skip out of it, yeah. but you don't want to. But you yeah. don't want to, yeah. yeah. So coffee for Ryder. Coffee for Ryder. That's I'm a good one. Thinking, yeah, yeah, I don't know. i still uh, thinking alone. I have so much shit I could dump out of my pack. Well, see, this year... I <laughs> 41 pounds, and I could probably get rid of about 15, no doubt. Yeah, but you got 20 pounds of food in there for your I little... I got a bunch of food, a bunch of water. Man, honestly, there's not much I could skip out on my pack unless... If honestly, a lot of my weight too, I wouldn't say a lot, but I'm to where I do my own bow work and all that stuff now. So I'm just, I feel the need to carry extra stuff like D-loop material and serve material and lighters and pliers to build a D-loop. It's just little stuff like that now that has acquired to my pack. That honestly, I, I would never skip out on that no more, just because if something did happen, not need it
2: and not have If I'm right.
0: on top of the mountain, you know, a, a three four hour hike and my deal breaks, and I have to walk all the way out and then back up. I mean, that's over a half day you wasted because you didn't have it with you. Yeah. So this year, my pack won't be nothing
1: because I'm just day hunting and I'm returning to camp every day. But if I would say, like, (laughs) backcountry hunting, if I had to skimp out on one thing, it would probably be the unnecessary snacks that I take. (laughs) You don't eat anything...
2: And
1: you better enjoy. eat, what eat, what you eat? eat like, I know, but <laughs> I would pack. I would pack <coughs> a shitload of unnecessary snacks, and I wouldn't even eat them. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> like I I'll have eat, all kinds I'll of eat
2: everything in my pack from day one through three in the first day. I'm just so hungry. I really don't
1: understand it. I I don't eat that much. Y'all eat all the damn time, and I'm still the fat ass. <laughs>
0: I don't get. It. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm trying to think. God dang, what can I? Like last year in Arizona, I didn't, I never. I really ate lunch. don't know what I could. What, them flavored water packets. No, dude. I mean, those are electrolytes. You need yeah. those. You need. I mean, come on. Yeah, you need them. You're gonna feel a whole lot better
2: when you have them. Yeah, so, yeah. and anything, that, I'm gonna,
0: anything that gets you to drink water on the mountain is. Super honestly, good I'm fit. gonna say coffee with Ryder. I mean, it's not something you need, but boy, damn, is it nice to have. Yeah. You really can't
2: go wrong with a hot cup of coffee at any time of the day. Go ahead and, if somebody's, that's the thing with coffee. When we're hunting, if
0: somebody eases that coffee out.
2: <laughs> we all about to get right. hey, Make me a cook, make me yeah, a cook.
0: Yeah, I'd be in Arizona, we'd be up on this ridge. glass, i pull that Jet Bull out. right? say, you about to eat? i say, yeah, he said, say, all right, let me get my food. <laughs> oh, let's see. Man, we're sitting at 33 minutes, so all the questions are at, answered. Uh, Did you have any uh, asked I, asked him, oh, yeah. I, I didn't ask one. Really. Uh, <clears throat> y'all want to ask each other a question? I didn't ask one question. Like question? Probably a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, you really need every single piece of Sitka there is, and the answer's yes. Yes, of course. These guys, it takes a while to get it all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm working my way up there. They keep coming out with new shit though. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard. It's like dang. I want that. Y'all want to all ask each other a question? I have no idea what I'm going to ask or who I'm going to ask, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can. Er. Let's go over kind of uh, footwear and, and bow
0: setup. Okay. We can
2: go over footwear, bow setup. We kind of touched on bow setup
1: last yeah last true. time, yeah. but uh, we'll go over footwear. Hunter, what
0: boots are you running? They're crispies. I don't know exactly which ones they are, but <laughs> they're crispies. I mean, they're two years old and they've treated me really, really good. Um, and for my socks, our darn tough socks. I think we all run darn tough socks. Yeah. Oh, one variation of their socks. You can yeah, They've got a lot of different kinds. Yeah. But... So, darn tough and crispy boots. Um,
1: I don't know. Ryder needs some kind of socks. Yeah, I don't think you that can help thing.
0: his stinky. Th- I'm going to be fucked. This year on top of the mountain. (laughs) Because we're sleeping. I got this new uh, shelter, and it's pretty much a a big... It's the Lux uh, Rocket XL. Um, It's pretty much like a long TP-style tent, and it's a two-man, so we'll both be in this. It's going to be really nice, you know. Us two up there, uh, we'll be able to record podcasts, uh, drink coffee together, eat dinner together, all up under that tent, so... But I'm gonna have to smell his feet the whole time. That's gonna <laughs> be terrible. <laughs>
2: but Ryder, I run the. I think me, me and you run the same. Yeah. We run the, the Irish Setter. I think they're on Vapor Treks or
1: something. Shoot, I don't know. Just know the Irish Setters.
2: Don't quote me, but I think they're the Vapor Treks.
1: You got them right there. Go grab them. You're outside.
2: Oh. Yeah, outside. But uh, they've I been know. the only problem I ran into. What minor. Three, three and a half years old. They've been a really good boot, but after a while, they just aren't waterproof anymore. So in dew or when I you think wa- that's
0: what you get from a, a leather boot is you get that long longevity, longevity and water, waterproofing. And waterproofing maybe not. A, wow. Nothing. Nothing's really waterproof unless yeah. you get like a straight Gore-Tex boot and treat it right. Uh, I mean, nothing's. Everything's as long. If it soaks for long enough, it's gonna get wet. You yeah. just gotta care for your boots, uh, keep them conditioned. Um, and I think boots are one. If you're gonna skip out on,
2: on, uh, on budget wise, I think there's a, a ton of places to do it on, but I yeah. don't think boots are the place. Boots are boots are something you wanna spend the money and get a quality product because they're. If you get a cheap boot after two years and it falls apart. You're gonna spend double or triple the money if you were to just bought a good quality boot in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that goes with a whole Your experience would be a whole lot better. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's hard to drive boots, especially in the back country. Yeah, and, so I always
1: carry a spare.
0: And it sucks waking up and having to put your foot in a wet boot. Mm-hmm. It's
2: just like putting your foot
1: in you a know, wet, wet, wet waiter's. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll say that.
0: Except you got to freaking hike a long yeah. ways. <laughs> Yeah. And that's where you start experiencing blisters and all that good stuff. But mm.
1: what do you carry in your pack for blisters?
0: Uh I've just got some like uh Moleskin? I think it's called moleskin. I don't know, what it's called moleskin. It's like
1: I got electrical tape.
0: No, nah, it's not <laughs> I've used electrical tape. Uh I think I used electrical tape in Colorado last yeah, year actually. Good. Um but yeah, just any kind of like I would say more of a soft felty tape. Um you can actually, if you know you blister like really good, um, just go ahead and like put it on the back of your heels before you ever start. Yeah, and it'll prevent it. And yeah, keeping dude. your feet dry is the main thing. Your feet get wet, you're pretty much gonna be in a bad position.
2: If you can't get them dry, they're wet for a long time. And you can't ever get them dry.
0: And a good way to dry your boot actually is, um, <clears throat> so you know you build a fire and all that good stuff. Uh, warm up some rocks and actually don't put them in there super super hot where it burns anything, but drop hot rocks down your boot and that'll help steam all that water out. It's a good way to dry them out. Where'd you hear that up? Uh, Aaron Snyder. Smart, <laughs> smart man. He is very good. I didn't man.
1: answer, but yeah, I run the same uh, same boot as Ryder. Irish setters. We don't know exactly the name of them.
0: Think they're labor
2: checks. I was positive. I've had them for. Four yeah, years. mine fell apart. Four years. Ago. <laughs>
1: I had those same boots. Yeah, I think I've had mine for four years, three or four years—and they've treated me very well. They don't give me blisters, and they're not mine super didn't
0: give me blisters. They just didn't keep my feet dry. The right, only so complaint I have is and they fell apart last hunt. Is, Hold on. <laughs> is when I uh,
2: <laughs> when I start side hilling and it's steep, they're not a stiff boot at all. So my ankle kind of rolls and sits in a weird spot, yeah. and if I'm doing that for mm-hmm. a long time. It'll kind of wear on me, but other than that, and it not sustained waterproof, but other than that, money-wise, you can't really go wrong with that boot. Nah. I
1: like them. I think I'll probably, my next ones are, are going to be some Danners?
2: I like them Sneeze, man. Yeah, Sneeze like or Danners,
0: I'm really going to go with. I had I had a screenshot on my phone of Aaron Snyder had a Q&A today, and somebody like, asked for the three toughest boots, in his opinion, and I forgot, I screenshotted on my phone, but I'm on airplane mode. You think I can get out of here and look? I don't know. Uh, let me try. Um should be able to. Yeah, I think I can. <clears throat> so one of them was the Hanwag series, the Zamberlin 2092, and then the Hanwag Alaskan. And I've heard a really good thing about them hand wags. I'm really wanting to try... I, I, just, he, I might had, not be pronouncing that right. It might be hang wang something. Yeah, he's had <laughs> but, those for a while. Yeah, what he primarily Jake runs. Downs uses those hang warnings too, and that's like all he runs pretty much. I'm surprised
2: so, Hunter doesn't have 40 different pairs of boots.
0: Yeah. That's much. the one thing, like piece of gear I've never like... Really, really ventured out to, and, shallow, yeah. but
2: we're just waiting for sticker to come out with. Yeah, the they
0: will soon. I'm sure. I know they're gonna be coming out with some socks soon because I've been seeing those. Around. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> been seeing those. I'm sure they're gonna be pricey. My but...
1: swap from the darn toughs
0: Yeah, we we'll have to see. But 2021 is supposed to be like Six's biggest year. Yeah, we'll see about that. But anything else? It can only go so far. Yeah. I think that's it. That I'm it. sure we
1: can think of something to fill up these next 20 minutes.
0: Maybe at least more 10 more minutes. Um, Chance, what's your strategy for this hunt coming up? Glass, glass, glass. Lots <laughs> of glassing. I don't know. There glass, are we- glass, 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 and sweat your ass off. Sweat your ass off. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. hot as hell where he's at. Me and Ryder are gonna be shivering.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> now first thing in the morning, I'm just gonna get up on a point glass and uh see what i can find they're all gonna be bachelored up so once i find one i should find several more and then uh from there once it kind of gets later in the day i'm gonna go sit a couple water holes that i have marked uh if there's water in them but uh the hardest thing for me is what me and have been talking about
0: if i hear a dang elk bugle that's yeah i mean he's gonna gonna be in arizona in september and that's going to be... I'm taking my bugle, yeah, too. Yeah, I would, too. First thing in the morning, I'm going to crack off good. a lazy bugle. <laughs> <laughs> oh! If I... and ...gave a unit. Um, so... But the unit we're in, or he's going to be in, is a pretty good unit for elk hunt, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure more like up pretty in top notch. Yeah. Over there by at one mountain, you know. Yeah. The Oh, Hell's
2: Canyon. Oh, Hell's Canyon. <laughs> You know, it's... Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm hey, making hey, a drink. Right, i making a whiskey drink. Hunter, he likes the most rugged, like, backcountry, steep, rocky. I mean, if it's gnarly, that's where we're going. And when he went on his stalk, stalk on his coos deer, he had to wrap way around. And uh, we are supposed to get to the base of this certain mountain. And uh, we hear him come over the radio and he'd be like, Boys, we... We ain't, <laughs> we ain't getting to the top because, I mean, we thought we were seeing it and then it was over <laughs> behind that fucking mountain. We thought yeah. the
1: biggest mountain there that we were seeing was it. No, it was about a mile behind that mountain. So, and it was pretty much hell getting to that mountain.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just come across the... Like, I was in the middle of my stock and I'd come around where I could see the mountain. I was like... Boys, we this is not in the book anymore. This <laughs> no we're not doing this. <laughs> we're good enough right here where we're at. Yeah. I mean we were we were what? Five miles. Five back? miles. But dude Where we, were we say, to go with seven. We say we didn't see any mule deer back there. We didn't stop to We glass. never stopped to to glass. I mean literally we sat down, we got on those coos deer that were on this one little ridge finger I ended up, so we, our eyes were there the whole time. I shoot one, we pack out, we never go back. So, there could have been some giant mule deer back in there, and we just never really gave them the time of day. There was
2: mule deer sign, or mule deer and koozer sign the whole way in and the whole way back.
0: And I seen a lot of elk sign up on my stock. So, I mean, there's obviously more animals back in there than we saw. Yeah. I mean, we literally sat down. For five minutes. Not even that. I sat down and I had eyes on deer within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Within a a minute, I had eyes on deer. My pack wasn't even off my back. (laughs) I was trying to cook me some lunch and that didn't happen. (laughs) Me and Chance was grubbing. Yeah. I already had my food out. Yeah, that's... Glass is your strategy. Yeah, so glass
1: and then try to hit water holes because it's going to be hot, like you said. we are going to be... do about stocking solo? So, my plan this year... Because that shit was hard with two people. On yeah, hard with three. What
2: are you talking <laughs> about? Three,
1: yeah. yeah. So, that's why I'm kind of going to this new area. It's not as rugged. I won't have as many mountains in between, like, from where I'll be sitting and where the where I spot the deer. It's more per se.
2: it's more uh kind of rolling hills, but rolling it's got some gradual ravines, but it's got mountains close by. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got kind of a creek yeah. and several stock tanks.
1: So but
0: pretty gnarly little drainage though. Yeah. yeah I mean, we we didn't even look at it. There's definitely going to be deer down there.
1: We we went over there last year and we stopped for shoot 5 minutes, looked at it, and turned around and
2: yeah, in a different direction. Your boy was napping. Yeah. Ryder yeah, yeah. was
1: asleep in the back of the truck the whole time, but uh <laughs> So, my strategy is kind of just get eyes on a deer, and uh, I'm probably going to leave my pack under, I don't know, it's going to be tough on that decision. Man, I was thinking. But, here's here's my deal, is I'm going to get eyes on a deer, get the lay of the land, and get a marker behind them. And then I'm carrying some red ribbon with me. Mm-hmm. I was
0: gonna say some ribbon, yeah, or, some, or maybe even white ribbon. White or red. You I'm carrying up some kind hang a tree kind of and let it fly. Out. Right where I'm sitting. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna try to get back to yeah, that. Get in line
1: with that marker that I marked behind them, mm-hmm. and my ribbon, and just yeah. come up over that way.
0: That's what so, I would
2: do. Hopefully, it another me.
0: thing that helped me out on that coos deer, and I didn't realize it helped me out till like it was already I'd already got lost and come back to it. But on that onyx like look where your deer is and onyx has a line distance so you can like mark your line like so where you're sitting and you can mark around where you can see the deer and usually you can get pretty dang close so you can say okay he's 350 yards from me well when you get to the other side you can you'll know if you're too far or too close to him by what that line distance shows you as now so that's a pretty good... Yeah, that case yeah. was
1: 212 yards from us, and how far did you have to wrap around? <laughs> oh, I...
0: Two miles. And, and then I went on the wrong finger down, and I was like, this is the only one, and then I started doing that line distance, and I was like, whoa, I'm over a 1,000 yards away from him. This and, isn't right. And you don't realize how hard it is to actually... Like, yeah, because that country's so big, like... It, like, there's a finger up in Colorado. I'll show it to you. Like, if you're looking at a map, you can definitely tell if this finger takes a hard left. Well, me and Chance, and we needed to just veer to the right. Well, me and Chance thinks we're just walking straight, and we go to that hard left. But, I mean, oh, yeah. it's so big, you you don't know you're doing it. Yeah. But on a map, it just, I mean. On the map, yeah. it looks tiny. Like... It's like, okay, I wouldn't miss that. I'll... Yeah. No. And yeah. You end up taking this over a 90 degree left. Over a 90 degree. Because it's just... land's so big.
2: Yeah. Even on my stock, I mean, if any weather blows in or anything that, I mean, once you leave that where you started, the land changes so much, even within 100 yards, it's hard to to navigate and kind of get to where you're going and actually get lined up to where you can come over in the right spot.
1: Yeah, the the stock rider went on, we were looking at this finger on the other side of us and it looks like it flattens out up top. You just take a right right there and mm-hmm. be right on it. Well... Fog set in. We lost Ryder for about, what, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes. We lost
0: it. Like him. 45. Thank God yeah. he was able to get a little bit of cell phone service, and I had some, because he was able to actually call me, and we were able to speak for like 10 to 15 seconds. Just, just, enough, to give a, just enough to give a little verbal communication like, you're not in the right spot. Yeah. Or I told him,
2: hey, I'm lost. Or drop me a pin. That's what I, it was. Yeah, I told, I told Hunter, I said, hey, I'm lost dropped me a pin and I had actually run down I was supposed to wrap around on get on top and come down this finger and there was a finger that ran off the back side of of the kind of the top that ran down the back side and I just wrapped around and just kept going down that finger and I was all the way on the back side of the of the null basically (laughs) that I was supposed to (laughs) be on and Hunter dropped me a pin on where he thought the deer was and I kid you not it was spot on like yeah. hunter did a damn good job he dropped it right on it and once i finally got to the top and the weather cleared and i saw where i was then i was in in the right spot but heck that fog was so thick i mean it started snowing too yeah well, i mean you couldn't see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 25 yards in, in front of you
1: yeah and we're trying to guide him in and it was tough we lost him for a good 45 minutes so Told him to sit down, he didn't take water with him, he was eating packed snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was,
2: on snow. I was thirsty. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good stuff. Another
2: man. another thing we didn't go over equipment-wise is a good set of walkie-talkies. Especially yeah. on a hunt when you're hunting mule deer trying to guide somebody in. They tell you on the package of walkie-talkies, yeah, it'll be 30 miles. Yeah, it's 30 miles.
0: Flat surface. Well, some and it, of it even tell you like through terrain, and it's bullshit. Honestly, yeah.
2: yeah. If there's even a slight hill, you lose all radio signal, mm-hmm. and you can't hear anything but static over the line.
0: And it's the most annoying, frustrating thing there is when you hear that, and you're sub hundred on this deer and have no idea where it is. Yeah.
2: And honestly, it not not saying it cost me, but it played a big factor in in closing the distance on my deer because. I was sub sub a hundred, and we lost radio signal, oh yeah. and I didn't know where I was related to the deer, so I just stayed put for
0: twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And the deer ended up getting up and moving, and moving, and, and he had I, to make a quick move on him. And if I would have just and it still got within what sixty seven yards. Sixty seven, and if
2: I would have just steadily, you know, work, kept working my way like I was, I would have been sub forty. Yeah, we. When I got to him. What's crazy is like
1: we were we were trying to guide him in over the radio. And we're thinking that the deer is looking up at, at Ryder. We're like, whoa, he can see you. Stop. You know, hold on. Where Ryder was sitting, that deer could never no. see, see. But him. you can't see that you from the
0: other You can't see side. that from the like, other side. Everything changes when you get so over there. It's so crazy
2: how much it changes. Yeah. I, yeah. It's so different. Like even, even with Hunter. Yeah,
0: y'all were like, well, we well, still eat. You should be able to see him. I'm like, dude, I can't see more than 15 yards in front of me. Like, we're telling,
2: we're telling Hunter, hey, look to your left. There's about a tree about 15 yards. And he he, he comes on the range and says, yeah, that's about 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, we're like, he's like, which tree? And I'm like, start pointing. And he'll point at a tree, and then we'll tell him no. And then he'll go to the next one, and we'll tell, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and just working you... Step by step, it's just patience. Yeah, just take it super wait, slow.
0: Wait till stuff gets bedded
2: down, and then patience. Yeah. Your stalk took almost seven. five hours. I thought it was yeah. seven.
0: It was a long. It was a long time. His his <clears throat> actual stalk <clears throat> took. I can't remember. I had a video. Two of
1: hours it. of him getting over there, and, and, he, and then five hours getting him in. Yeah, wasn't it? it was yeah, seven. Hours.
0: I remember we sat down around noon. Yeah, yeah around noon, and, and, and we didn't and, then get to you. Till and the then dark. literally, I I shot this buck. And had him skinned out within probably an hour of me shooting him and skinning him out. And like it was, it was dark, dark like 30 minutes after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was about seven hours. I mean, it was
0: most of the day.
1: And we didn't make it to you until an hour after dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was right when dark, I mean, hour after sunset. Shied. That's what's
1: crazy is he was 212 yards from us and it took us an hour to get to him.
0: It was over an hour. Was it? Yeah. yeah I feel, it felt like it to me. Like I it thought, was
2: over. These, it
0: took I thought an, an hour, hour getting down the the mountain we were I on. I thought they got them, lost because they them. I don't know they didn't have uh, the Onyx offline, and so I thought they didn't got turned around and everything. So literally, I I cut this deer up. I lit up a Luminox, and I stuck it in the deer carcass where the Luminox stood straight up, and finally I seen righty little ass hopping over this ridge. Hollin' ass and chances, dead beat behind him walking. <laughs> I was dragging,
2: boy. <laughs> and Hunter said he's, like, yelling and trying yeah, to... Yeah,
0: keep... I have yelled and whistled and everything,
2: trying to get a response And from we nothing. never heard him. Not one time do we hear anything.
1: Why was I dragging, though? Because I had to carry my
2: pack and Hunter's pack. <laughs> hey, I carried like a <laughs> oh, little bit A <laughs> little bit. My pack was not
1: light. No. Uh-uh. So
2: that tripod you
0: had with the freaking spotting stove yeah. was 20 pounds. Yeah. So, Well, my that's, game plan is to find elk and kill elk. That's a good game plan. Yeah, and then eat some. And yeah. then pack it down. And then catch some trout. I just want to hear one scream, man. Oh, you're going to. Oh, you're going to. There's and no doubt. It's
1: going to make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. If you're
0: anything like me, you're going to piss every five minutes. God. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> you get so nervous when they start bugging. Oh my gosh, dude. Like, it's a sound like I've always heard on TV. Like, you hear it on TV. It's just like, I don't know if any of y'all have ever been turkey hunting. Like, I mean, a bugle's even more, but turkey hunting on TV, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a gobble, and then you actually turkey hunt, and they gobble, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Well, a bugle's like, man, 90. that'd be really cool. Or, I mean, even if you hear them, like, in a park or something, but when you're actually hunting them, and you hear them, it's just, like, a whole different means. Yeah, that's crazy. insane.
1: Love I'm gonna miss Colorado this year. Like, you're gonna hear bugles. Yeah, you're gonna hear California. bugles yourself, I'm sure. It's know, gonna be but hot,
0: but they should still be bugling. I'm gonna
1: miss Miss hunting with y'all too, but that's all right. We'll yeah. be in We'll be in Arizona again in January.
0: Yep, all three of us. And Ryder will be back in December and January. Yeah, Ryder's going <laughs> in December for a week and then coming home. I'm for two. killing
2: one. I'm telling
0: you. <laughs> I
1: hope I can tag out twice. Yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping that when I go and you go in December, we got a pretty much better game plan on what these deer are doing. Yeah, and uh we can go in January and do a three peat. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, which when we go in January, we'll be we'll be going for longer. We'll be there a week yeah. or so. We
0: for sure hunt, for sure a whole week this yeah. time.
1: What what we hunt four days?
0: Not even. I think it was like Not three even. full days. I think of we hunting. had no. I think we had three full days of hunting. Yeah, and four days there. Yeah, we had three full days of hunting. One yeah. year
1: down, and Ryder did two stalks, and I did three.
0: Yeah. No, so
1: you he, did three stalks.
0: No, he did two.
1: I had two. Oh, I only did two then. I did my busted one. You had
0: one on the first forky. Got a shot opportunity on it. You had the two in a row on your forky, and then he had another one on that bigger buck. So, two. Not bigger. I though. had two. I had two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, three days, five stalks. Yeah. Shoot. That last day, we
2: seen 60-something deer. Yeah. But we kind of- 8 o'clock. In yeah. We- is- started getting stole your drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah we started figuring it out to where if we would have started out like hunt hunting the way we were on day what five or six I mean we could honestly average <clears throat> three stalks a day three stalks a day pretty easy pretty easy yeah like there was deer everywhere yeah I mean there was never a time to where we could last yeah we well, could
0: probably also do that back there too yeah, yeah. And another thing that me and Ryder were talking about was, if we did end up going, like, backcountry next year, like we did the, the first, the first day, like, I can easily pack out one of those coogeers by myself. Like, let the other two guys keep hunting, and I could have packed that out, I could have put it on ice myself, and then hike back in there to them. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it if yeah. if you... and. I, I guarantee you, I could do a mule deer myself if I wanted to. Yeah. If Leave you have on X, there, yeah.
2: If you have on X and and you go slow, there's no doubt you could definitely. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I just think it, like, in my opinion, it's incredibly hard to backcountry hunt with three people. All three of you carrying bows. Like, you can do it, don't get me wrong, but, like, say y'all are going backcountry hunting in Colorado for elk for just him. Like, it's going to be so much nicer and easier with two of y'all when especially once, once the animal's
0: down yeah cause like if if Ryder had a tag too like and I shoot a bull like we're humping and jumping to get that bull down and get back up so he can try to get one versus alright let's chill out take it easy let's take a few trips to get this bull off the mountain Yeah, cause we got all the time in the world Yeah, it's just a lot easier on a person a lot easier like, but, that's, what, that's what I mean it's also this, nice you know. to everyone have a tag in their pocket and everyone get opportunities yeah it's always fun we to be definitely
2: a de- we were, we were a few yards, and a few a few slight changes from all of us tagging out in three days. Yeah, yeah. like so 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 close to tagging out in three days. Yeah,
0: if you give it us, it definitely happen. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. I happen. definitely think we're capable. We're gonna do it in January. Yeah, we're just gonna do it. We're gonna try to start we'll videoing some stuff. Heads. Not so much on the big. I have a big camera. I used to be big into it. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass to carry that thing around but it's a pain in the ass when all three people have a tag that. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's another thing but me and Chance got some little GoPros now and those are just you know stick it in your pocket pull it out and record it every now and then it might not be the best footage or best shot quality footage any but footage better than it's no there, footage it's there and you kind of get to record the experience so I mean we got a minute and a half left that's yeah any more questions that's it I think I'm good. Yeah. Well. Sure appreciate all y'all, thank y'all. listening. Thank y'all for joining in. and yeah, Thanks for the support. Sticking with us. We'll holler back at you from the top.